Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Volume. The Draymond Green Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get payouts in as fast as two hours. There's so many bet types. My favorite same-game parlay bets. There's live betting player props, futures. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. To get started now, sign up. Please use the promo code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook makes it easy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. This is the 25th episode, and we are recording this starting at 11.32 p.m. Wednesday night after a big dubs win, closed the series out, on to the next series. But before we move on, actually, um, I would like to say congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on an incredible series, an incredible year. That's a very good ball club, missing two of their top three or four players, um, depending on how you want to look at it. So got to take your hats off to them. All of those guys played well. Um, Nikola Jokic, let's start there. Let's let's just start there. Uh, Pay the big man some respect. Uh, Give him the respect he's due. Absolutely incredible player. Um, I mean, five games. First off, I'm I'm happy it was only five games. I wish it could have been four. Could have saved me a few few bumps and bruises, but man, he is absolutely incredible. I mean, he takes advantage of every little slight wrong movement you make. And it's, I mean, it is absolutely astonishing. I mean, his touch around the rim, if, if he gets the ball on the rim and it doesn't go in, I'm shocked because he has such incredible touch. It just bounces around the rim and it goes in. I mean, extremely incredible player. I think ultimately um, down we we were able to get him in foul trouble this game. It's funny because when when he took the first foul, I was looking like, hmm, I wonder if we're going to be able to get him in foul trouble. And then, sure enough, a second foul came shortly after that. There was a third and a fourth, and and he had to come out of the game. And I think, you know, for us, we were able to take advantage of that. Now, it didn't show up in the lead per se, but we we were able to get the game at our pace 
once he went out the game. You got to give a lot of credit to DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins played an incredible game, actually an incredible series. He was a he was a a huge problem for us this series. And, you know, for a guy who's been through so much, um, for a guy who spent significant time this year not even on the roster, uh, teams will be absolutely crazy if he's not on the roster going into next year. Um, because if you think DeMarcus Cousins can't help your team win, he helped them win game four and almost carried them to a game five win. Um, and so absolutely incredible. Um, I have so much respect and love for DeMarcus and, and the journey that he's been on and, and the fact that he has not given up. So um, I hope my hope for DeMarcus is that teams can see past who he used to be, see the maturity in who he is, and more importantly, see the impact that he's had that he has when he's on the court. You know, a funny thing, um, I saw DeMarcus after game four, and I said, uh, we keep putting you in pick and rolls, but I don't understand it because you actually guard the pick and roll really well. And that was one thing that I actually noticed when he came to play with us was that a lot of people try to put him in pick and rolls as, as if he's a liability. And he's actually not at all. Uh, he gets up on the screen. He has incredible hands to get into the passing lanes if you're trying to throw that pocket pass. Um, I mean, really, really, really good in the pick and roll, which we ended up uh, going away from it, putting him in it a little bit tonight. And then obviously once Steph got going, it don't matter who you put in it, we're going to Steph. And so um, kudos to DeMarcus, hats off to him. Uh, how he played this series was a really, really, really uh, tough matchup for us. But like I said, we got it done. A, a couple things I want to talk about. Number one is the lineup change. Uh, you know that that lineup has been has been the talk of the playoffs uh, for us at least. And we we started with it tonight. Like you know, like we've been saying, Steph Curry's been great off the bench, but you don't you don't. You know, once the minute restriction is gone, you don't keep Steph Curry on the bench. You get Steph Curry back into the starting lineup. And Jordan, Jordan Poole has been playing incredibly well. And so uh, we thought we wanted to start with that lineup. And we actually got off to a pretty decent start. Uh, I think the change came once I picked up the early foul because now I have to guard Joker. And with one early foul, just can't really be as aggressive because I understood how important it was for me to stay on the floor. Uh, but... Definitely started with that lineup. Thought we got off to a pretty good start. Um, but Looney played really big minutes tonight, um, as he has all year. As, you know, he's he's 82-game Loon. Got, got a shout-out. The boy been through, what, three hip surgeries, I think. Um, all types of issues. And has gotten his body to the point where it could take 82 games plus some more. Absolutely incredible, and Loon was huge for us in this series. So shout out to Loon. Keep going, big dog. Love and appreciate your journey, but also, more importantly, uh, the great teammate that you are. Uh, and you know, one thing I, I think people don't understand about Looney is if you if you paid attention at all to the quotes of this series, one of the quotes from, from the Denver Nuggets coach Mike Malone was that Draymond's not guarding anyone. He's just a free safety out there. And I know some people saw that and took it as disrespect. Like, what? Like, what do you mean he's not guarding anyone? I didn't take it as disrespect, and I, and I took it the way I thought he meant it, meant, meant it which was a compliment. Uh, and what he's saying is kind of this guy is just roaming around, mucking up things, messing up our offense. 
And when Looney is on the floor, it really opens the door for me to do that. It really opens the floor for me to roam, uh, muck some stuff up, take teams out of out of what they're trying to get to because Loon, he knows how to read just the random stuff that I do uh, on the defensive end at times, and he'll cover for me. And so uh, Loon has been absolutely incredible and one is one guy that I love to play next to because he, he'll cover up all the things that I may leave open when I go take a risk. And I think that's an important part of our defense. Um, the Nuggets in this game continuing to be super physical and they battle. Uh, they completely destroyed us on the boards. Now, we cleaned that up there in the second, in the fourth quarter, I'm sorry. But they, I don't know what the final tally was, but they absolutely annihilated us on the boards. And even if we were able to, to pull the tally closer, that's not indicative of what they did the entire game on the board. So uh, you got to get them credit there. And that's what teams are going to try to do, right? They're going to try to be physical. They're going to try to beat us up on the offensive glass because they know their best bet is to go for the offensive boards because once we get out in transition, we have so many weapons and we're pushing the floor and not and pushing the ball. And that's what really opens up the floor for us. So I understand it, but, you know, we're able to, pull it back or dial it back, dial some of their rebounding back uh, there in that fourth quarter. And we got out and we ran and we took advantage of cross matches and we're able to to get it back to the brand of basketball that, that you saw through games one through three and some in that second half uh, in game four as well. So we knew we needed to do that in order to win the game and we're able to get back to that. Gary Payton was absolutely incredible. Uh, number one, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I could be, I, I'm probably wrong on this, but it looked like deja vu. Ben Simmons last year passed up a layup, and everybody got mad at him. However, there was a guy rotating across to block the shot. And so, very similar possession today. Clay dropped the ball down to me, and I kicked it out to Gary Payton. However, I think it was on the, I think it was flip-flop maybe, the sides and what Ben's was and what, 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 what ours were. But Jeff Green 100% was about to send that shot to the third row. I mean, I caught it, I turned. By the time I turned, he's already loading up to block the shot, and I kicked it out to GP. Uh, more importantly, I trust that GP can make that shot. Now, it was such a terrible pass, so he had no chance at even shooting it anyway, the ball was on a nosedive right to the ground. It's actually an incredible catch by him. Then Wig, he swung at the Wigs, Wig drove, and Wigs actually threw him another terrible pass that went nosediving into the ground. He got it, he kept his poise, and he knocked it down. Uh, good friend of mine, the media, Marcus Thompson, texted me. He said, GP might be like you. He'd just make all the big ones and, and all, the, all the big shots. And I... I got to give him his credit. He he hit the shot, the three that put us up, 86-84 when we took the lead, and then he he knocked it down and put the dagger in and sent those boys back, sent those boys to Cancun. Got to give GP a lot of credit. Also got to give Gemma a lot of credit. Gemma, um, I don't know how to pronounce, pronounce Gemma's last name, but you can look it up. Gemma is a coach on our staff, uh, came over from Toronto. Absolutely incredible coach. Um, runs the player development side of things, and he's working with GP on his shot every single day. And uh, it paid off. I mean, two huge threes. But not only that, dives, uh, finishing at the bucket, and then what he did on the defensive end. 
absolutely incredible. He gets a bunch of deflections, mucks things up, rebounds well. Uh, GP was all over the place for us tonight. And a huge part, we're sitting here uh, looking forward to who we play the next series. And the last thing I'll say uh, about our game was Steph Curry was absolutely incredible. Took over the second half, got every matchup he wanted. And you know what I loved most is he got the three going, but then he said, forget the three. I'm going to go to the hole every single time. And he started getting to the cup, and that put the game away. And, I mean, it was absolutely incredible. It's, you know, I, I've been seeing the banter of, uh, you know, clowns talking about, oh, Steph Curry doesn't show up in big games and blah, 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 blah. Like, shut up. That don't even make sense. But nonetheless, number 30 went back into the lineup and he carried us home and it was absolutely incredible. And one more thing I need to point out, Klay Thompson, nine rebounds. See, what y'all need to understand is we used to be on Klay Thompson. He'd come out with one rebound, two rebounds. Like, Klay, you got a rebound, you got a rebound. And now uh, for him, I was the one with two rebounds. <laughs> and, and Clay was was the guy with nine rebounds. And it was absolutely incredible to see, uh, especially with us being small. We need guys coming back in and cleaning up those rebounds. And Clay was absolutely incredible. And, you know, that, that's, that was one of the keys for us. And that was one of the things we had to improve throughout the course of the game to actually get to a space of where we could take over the game and, and eventually come out on top putting that series away and moving on to the next one. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Incredible games uh, yesterday. I enjoyed them. Always try to enjoy the games on the off days. Uh, Minnesota, Memphis. Minnesota, is up four to one, and yet they're down three to two. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible how 
those guys have put themselves in position where they should have already won four out of five games. And somehow they've managed to only win two of them. I mean, it seems to be, it seems to go wrong every time Kyle Town says something on the mic or he tells people to shut up or wait. I mean, at some point you probably just should be yourself because it just don't like, it, it hasn't been going right for him when, when he does that. And I've, I've never known Carl Towns to be such a big talker. And this year, especially as of the last few months, it's been a lot of that. And, and when you talk like that, you got to back that up. And Memphis ain't hearing it. They, they like, oh, he talking? I, the way it feels to me is they're like, oh, he's talking? All right, turn it up. That's just how it ends up looking on the TV screen now. Obviously, it's not that. I was I was watching that game. I was very shocked down the stretch that they put Dylan Brooks on him, and he caught the ball outside of the free throw line every time, and they was running like some high post split. To... He has Dylan Brooks on him. He made his name scoring in the post, not shooting threes, not up on, out on the floor. I couldn't believe they didn't put him down, especially with the game going haywire. Like, when the game going haywire, what do you do? You want to get to the free throw line to calm the game down. Well, how do you get that? You put the pound the ball inside or you go to the hole? And they they didn't do either. I'm, I was extremely shocked by that. And and then Ant-Man, Ant-Man, you, you, when, when, when you say stuff, you got to back that up, Ant-Man. And you come out last week and say I'm the best defender in the NBA, and then you get, give a guy who hadn't shown much confidence in his shot throughout the night, who we know gets to the cup and is finishing with the best of them or the best, and you gamble and give him a straight line drive with three seconds to go. If you come up and you guard him with three seconds to go, he get one move, and then he got to look for a shot. And to gamble for the steal, I, I didn't understand that. I was very shocked by it. But that's been indicative of the things that they've done all series long uh, in, in Minnesota. And the reason they're down 3-2 to two and they probably should have already taken the series 4-1. to one. But uh, nonetheless, I will be locked into that game on Friday, seeing if we will be headed to Memphis on Saturday or will we be chilling on Saturday and gearing up to they play at home and stay home on Monday and get ready for Tuesday's game or if we're headed to Memphis on Saturday. So I'm extremely excited as a basketball fan to watch that game, but even more importantly, as a, as a Golden State Warrior and finding out who we have next up. Um, so we'll see. And then the Suns and Pelicans. Incredible game. Um, I thought with with that game, CP takes over a game, and now your you, you know your game plan is to take CP out. You can't let Michael Bridges go for thirty one points, and and you're and and you're trying to win on the road. That's it's absolute. It's nearly impossible for a team to win on the road and. Michael Bridges is an incredible player. I love Michael Bridges. I think he's absolutely amazing on both. He's he's amazing on the defense side of the ball, and he's very good on the offensive side of the ball. And so he he did what what he's supposed to do. But 
if if you're New Orleans and you're going in there and you're saying we got to beat these guys, number one, you got to take Chris Paul out the game. We all know that. But number two, you can't let other guys go for 30. And so um, looking forward to that game as well. I've, I've enjoyed watching the young Pelicans team, a brand new team. Uh, they're putting it together. Willie Green's doing an incredible job. So this game six for them will be interesting. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, I think I think Chris Paul goes into Chris Paul mode and goes to New Orleans and, and close those guys out. But Brandon Ingram might have something to say. And, and Brandon Ingram's been playing incredible. And if CJ gets off like CJ can get off, that game may be headed back to Phoenix for a game seven. And no one wants to go for a game seven. I don't care who you're playing. It's a coin flip. Talking about as a fan, have you ever seen, I'm not trying to be exaggerated, have you ever seen a playoff dunk as good as John Moran's dunk? That dunk. That's one of the best dunks I've ever seen. Never mind in the, like in the playoffs at a big moment like that. That that dunk was absolutely incredible. I I can't recall. Um, and I'm sure there's some out there that I'm just not thinking of. But that I mean, it was absolutely amazing dunk. I don't like to get into the oh, it was the best dunk of all time. It was the best playoff dunk of all time. It was an incredible dunk. He punched on him. And, you know, uh, what what we do know is is that wasn't the first time Josh tried and it won't be the last uh, time that he tried. But he finished him. And <clears throat> plays like that changes games. You know, it, it, it truly changes the momentum and tone of games. And I think Josh did last night. Um, I thought, you know, he you know, just that aggression. And, you know, you put a guy <laughs> you put a guy down like that and in the rim. I mean, that. That's a momentum booster. And like I said, we all know Jai's going to try that, but I don't get off into like, oh, it's the best one ever. Like there's incredible dunks during the playoffs, but that was amazing. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may have noticed that last night I reposted something from Clutch Points and, and I had a little something to say. And it was Bill Simmons saying, F Jalen Green, I'm not putting him on. Like, for him to utter the words F someone out of his mouth lets you know that there's a little bit of hostility there somewhere. The fact that that guy has a vote and that guy who just said F Jalen Green will ultimately have a say if Jalen Green can sign a, a, a Supermax deal from the Houston Rockets or not. Like, at some point, and I'm going to say this again, at some point we have to start viewing athletes, NBA players in particular, as businessmen, as, as guys who understand the business they're in, and stop allowing guys like that to decide the money we make. What work has Bill Simmons done in his life to decide the amount of money that Draymond Green can make? The amount of money or have say in how much I can make or say in how much Jason Tatum makes a guy who didn't make all NBA and lost $40 million a say in how much Jalen Green will make the guy that he just said F you at some point, the NBA has to, has to stop this. You have to change it. Like, it's one of those old, outdated things that's like, all right, it's, it's something you used to do. Stop being lazy. Change that. There's abs- LeBron James has four MVP awards. 
because someone likes that vote for it and he get tired of seeing LeBron dominate? You can't tell me LeBron James should only have four MVP awards. That's another one. These guys are literally deciding what, what happens with, with a guy's resume. What happens with a guy's pocketbook? They are human beings. I don't like Bill Simmons. I'm sure Bill Simmons probably don't like me. And that's okay. He don't have to like me. I don't have to like him. You go on your little platform and you talk all you want. But for him to have a say in how much money me or, or how much money myself or other guys that play in this league can make, that's utterly ridiculous. And at some point now, this summer, the NBA needs to change it. Stop being lazy. Like I said before, put a committee together that can vote on these awards. Maybe players have say, you changed the All-Star voting when Zaza Pachulia almost made All-Star. You changed the way that works. Stop being lazy. There's, no, there's absolutely no reason why a guy who can fix his lips to say F him should have say in how much money he makes. Why? Why is that? What we do know is guys in this league make a lot of money, bunch of money. I'm not doubting that. Do you think that may not bother some of these guys who may put in more time and, and think like, well, they're making this now? You think like, again, these are human beings we're talking about that have actual feelings. These, this, this isn't a robot like, oh, well, the robot watched 82 games and he ultimately decided that – the, who he thought, who he saw looking the best, um, that's who he went with. These aren't robots. These are human beings that have real feelings that may not like a guy, and he get to decide how much money somebody made? Man, please. At some point, the NBA has to stop looking at us like we're idiots, value what we do, and stop allowing people that just, you know, uh, maybe start writing columns and work their way up to decide ultimately how much money we make with all that we put our bodies through. That's how you're going to decide, oh, man, this guy can make $190 million as opposed to 140. That's how we're going to decide it? Come on now. It's utterly ridiculous. And at some point, like now, it needs to be changed. It has to be changed. Can't keep going for the old okey-doke. That's an old system, and it's time for it to go. And before we get out of here, as promised, we're going to do a few uh, few mailbag questions. Uh, Jackson is going to read off the questions and who they're from. I will be answering these questions and trying to give you a little insight on what you want to know. Jackson, talk to me. From Ali Castillo at I am Ali Cas. From your POV as an elite defender, what do you think is the most effective pick and roll coverage? I think uh, for me and from my point of view, I, it's, it's all based on the personalities within the coverage. Now, not that, so I'll use an example from, from this series games. Not that if Monte Morris is in the coverage and Joker, as opposed to Bones Highland and Joker, you, you, you're going to make the coverage to stop the problem who like which guy in that situation is more of a threat. Obviously it's Joker. Uh, Monte Morris played incredible, but it's Joker. Like you want to take Joker out. And so 
based upon his tendencies and what he likes and where he gets off at, then that's your coverage and that's the one in that situation that ultimately you're going to go with. Now, in saying that, uh, I personally think the best pick and roll coverage, regardless of what the actual coverage is, is that big man has to be up to the level of the screen. Of the screen. Uh, you get guys sitting back. We see it a lot with Rudy Gobert and teams take advantage of it. You get guys sitting back in the lane and not up at the level of the screen. And guys are just guards in this league are just way too good to come off with that much vision and that much space and shoot the ball too well and to be down the floor. So regardless of what pick and roll coverage you're in, I think it's very important for the big man to be up at the level of the screen. And that simply just means um, if my man is setting the ball screen on clay, I need to be up at the same level that my man is setting that ball screen in order to stop that guy from turning the corner and take care of the initial problem right at the point of attack. From, I don't know how to pronounce this, from Maxon out underscore JP at Justin Powell 510, who did you watch growing up or even now to build your basketball IQ? I watched a bunch of basketball, uh, not just NBA basketball either. I watched college basketball. I watched WNBA basketball, like women's college basketball. I watched high school basketball. I watched little kids play. I just watch a bunch of basketball. Um, my IQ is is a gift from God that I enhanced over the course of my life. And it started with my Uncle Benny. My Uncle Benny was is a mastermind when it comes to the game of basketball. Dudes still tell me different stuff today to help me out. And he's never coached past the, the elementary school level. But that is his passion. He actually loved to teach kids the game of basketball. So for me, my IQ started way back then because he never just rolled the ball out to us and said, all right, let's go play basketball. Like we would go two weeks, first two weeks of practice and not touch a basketball, doing help side defense drills <laughs> and different stuff like that. And so I learned defense at a very young age. I learned help side at a very young age. And then it was about having great coaches and enhancing that as my career went on. But um, to, to build an IQ, you have to be a fan of the game. You have to watch a bunch of basketball. You have to play a bunch of basketball to get those live reads. And then, like I said, most importantly, you know, it, it, I think that's one of my gifts. I promise I did not write this next question. Okay? <laughs> From Jackson Sequist at Jackson Sequist, do you think Tatum has surpassed or is close to Luca, in terms of overall impact due to his leap on the defensive end. Jackson changed his last name, y'all. He wanted to get a question <laughs> off. He didn't want to I didn't write it, I it. swear. And this is a Boston question. Come on now. Like, <laughs> we all know it's you, Jackson. Come on, man. But, Jackson, I'll answer your question. <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Do I think Tatum has surpassed Luca in terms of overall impact because of his leap on the defensive end? Who said Luca was in front of Tatum to begin with? Jackson Sequist did, apparently. I would have agreed before before Tatum has, has locked up Kitty like this and before Tatum averaged seven and a half assists, assists uh, per game this last series. Luca, Luca is, is the man. Luca is absolutely incredible. I just was asking a question like, who, yeah. who, who said that? But, uh, no, Luca's absolutely incredible. And his impact on any game he's in is... JT, has he passed him? I don't know. I don't really get into the whole comparing guys. They're two totally different players. They pl play two totally different roles on their team outside of just being the main scoring threat. Um, I thought JT took a huge leap in this series for sure with the way he defended 
And with the way he passed the ball, uh, he didn't settle for many bad shots. Mm -hmm. I, I thought I thought he definitely took a leap in terms of his growth. But that's also the same leap that I saw coming and playing USA basketball with him. So I'm not surprised by that leap at all. Um, he's been absolutely incredible. And he's been, you know, he's he's continuing to get older. Like I said before, we've been watching these young guys since they were 19 coming into the NBA, making it into the Eastern Conference Finals, and then expecting that every year. And the reality is they're just going through their progression and getting better as as they age. And now I think JT's, what, 23, 20, 24 years old? He's starting to put it all together. And so I'm not surprised by that leap at all because one thing I knew is if he commits his mind on the defensive end, with the way he can move and with his length, he's going to be an incredible defender. And he's starting to show that now, and it's making a huge difference in their team. Last one, and uh, again, as I'm going to say every episode, submit these questions uh, on Twitter, hashtag the Draymond Green Show. That's where I'm going to pull the questions from every episode. Last one for today, from Kayla Bennett at Bennett Brawler, excluding the finals, what was your favorite playoff series that you've been a part of and why? Caleb, I, I have to be honest with you. Uh, there's nothing that compared to the NBA finals, but... Um, my favorite, my absolute favorite playoff series was when we beat the Houston Rockets. Um, and the year before, KD went out of the lineup. And they were like, oh. I mean, the year before, Chris Paul went out of the lineup. And they are like, oh, well, we, we, we missed Chris Paul. That's why we lost. Running back. We're built to beat the Warriors. Blah, blah, blah. And then next year, KD gets hurt. And they still lose. <laughs> and that, for me, was one of my absolute playoff series because for them to be so outspoken about we built this team all year, we built this team literally just to beat the Warriors. They get the opportunity. We lose one of our top players, and they still go on to lose the series. Y'all told us last year when Chris Paul went out, that's why y'all lost. Well, we're not making that same excuse. And then they blew it up. You know, to, to see a team built to beat you and then it get blown up clearly didn't work. So that was my favorite series by far, just because they were so outspoken about it. Couldn't actually do it. And then, all right, let's get Clint Capella out of here. And, and that was the first domino to fall. And every other one fell after that. And now the Houston Rockets are 19 and 20 and 62. So whatever they are, um, that all started with that series. So, yeah, that's my favorite one, Caleb. That, that'll be the end of the 25th episode of the Draymond Green Show. Uh, we'll see what happens and, and how the, this weekend plays out. But you make sure you pay attention because I'll be locked in. Until next week, that's a wrap from the Draymond Green Show. Peace. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.